once again, Dr. Grant Garcia is with me, our orthopedic surgeon, sports medicine specialist. Check him out at grantgarciamd.com or orthopedic specialist of seattle.com. Dr. Garcia, it's been a while. It is great to talk to you. How are you? Doing well. You know, just happy to be here and uh, a lot of interesting sports things to talk about today. So hopefully everyone has a good show. Yeah, I mean, listen, we've got a great topic and uh, a topic that I started looking into and reading and watching videos before we uh, had this conversation. And it's a topic on internal bracing. And when I heard it, I said, what the hell is internal bracing? Right. You think of bracing. If you're not knowledgeable on the subject, you know, I, I think of bracing like, you know, is this something that goes on my arm? Is something that goes outside? Right. We think of bracing something that helps uh, whatever hurts, whether it's knee, you know, sleeve or something like that that goes on the outside but then it says internal bracing so I'm thinking internal so I had to find out more information so this is a really great show so for our listeners why don't you describe a little bit what internal bracing is uh, in your field sure so I think just to first add to the topic it just sort of blows people's minds because they're like this has been around for a while you know this has been something that we're doing on these professional athletes and no one had any idea you know, unless you get the injury and need to have the surgery, you've never heard about it. But this is one of the biggest leaps forward in sports medicine uh, and is the reason you're seeing more and more players come back sooner. You know, it is a lot of PT and everything else, but this particular addition to the surgeries is really a game changer. And a majority of the higher level sports guys and hand guys who do the hand surgery we'll talk about uh, will tell you the same thing. So basically what it is, it sounds, you know, kind of crazy or this internal bracing, is it like a bracket or something? But it's actually pretty straightforward. And what it is, is a large, thick suture. Now, not something that's bulky, but a thicker suture than we usually use. That's got a very high strength to it. Like you basically can't rupture it by pulling it apart, no matter how strong you try to do. And then it's collagen impregnated. So it's got something in it that helps it grow into tissue. It's completely inert. So when it goes in someone's body, we use these sutures to repair rotator cuffs and everything else, and we have had no problems. So adding this to the body doesn't add any problems there. And then you you anchor this thing on both sides of the joint where you're trying to brace it with two small plastic anchors, something we kind of already do already. So the concept, each one of these pieces is not something new, but the fact that we can add this extra rebarb, but it's a biologic rebarb that doesn't hurt the body, it doesn't show up on MRI, it doesn't have any reactivity, it's a game changer. And as a result, we basically can fix a ligament and also add a brace so you can start rehabbing and stressing that ligament sooner. And that's really the key of this. And this internal bracing, um, just to, to kind of have that image in someone's head that's not knowledgeable in this area, and, and I always try to make it simple for our listeners yeah. that are not really versed on this or looking for more information before they go out to uh, you know, have an appointment with a doctor or they get more information before they have a procedure. This is, it's almost like a, uh, like a thin rope, right, that, that's kind of, that will hold um, – yeah whether it's the knee or something like that, hold it in place. And obviously you mentioned that you have to anchor it down and it's more complex in the way I'm saying it, but just to have that image uh, of what this really is. So I've had to do this a few times on these talks um, for different things. Internal bracing is like this. Okay. Imagine you have a bridge, okay? You build a pretty good bridge. It's safe, but you don't have as good as structural beams. So you have to add those extra extra beams like you know they have on you know Brooklyn Bridge or else so these more suspension bridge style. And you add a 
thicker, thicker metal rope. Now it's not metal in this situation. That's what the internal bracing is. It's a extra backup. So that bridge has added support and stability. Now, the only thing is the, the, the anomaly, the analogy is good, but it doesn't describe the fact that the bridge is unstable for the first six weeks. And so you can't walk on it unless you have these braces there at the beginning. Does that make sense? And yes. that's really where the biologics portion comes in. Gotcha. So uh, just uh, just out of curiosity, you know, roughly how many patients have you performed this type of procedure? Over 100. Wow. If not more. And it's not like 100 of one spot. We're talking about a lot of places we use this. And it's becoming more and more knowledgeable. There are things that I've started doing that don't even exist. They weren't even out there that we started doing and seeing these, this, these literally game changing additions to surgeries. Um, and we can go in that in a bit by adding this internal brace. Now it's never like in some surgeries, it's just the internal brace In others you do three other things. And then you're like, okay, let's add an internal brace, which is that construct of two anchors and the suture between. And that's really what I think is the game changer that keeps these repairs doing so well and not stretching out. And then, um, what's the, what is this made out of the, the type of material? So it's a, it's hard to describe the exact suture, but the suture is made of this high, it's this high tensile suture with this collagen on it. Okay. So it's sort of the, it's not like polyethylene, but there's a, uh, a little more complicated term for it. Um, and again, there's no reactivity to it. So it's not like a, it's not like a plastic per se. It's almost like a rope. Um, but it's really low profile. It's the, the suture is actually not rounded like a rope. It's flat. And that allows it to be laid flat down on the tissue. And then you actually in your repair it into the tissue. So you're not just putting this flat on there and leaving it. Because if you do that, it'll actually windshield wiper back and forth. So people repair it, and then they repair it into the tissue. And it basically adds bulk and strength. Like I said, a rebarb like in concrete to the actual structure. And this will stay, let's say we're talking about an ACL injury. This will stay in the knee permanently? Yep. No problems. And no problems. I have had to oh. date, I have had zero problems with the internal brace. I would hands down not ever think about not using it in the certain situations as necessary. And I, I would assume that it is quite fine, um, you know, for our patient to in the future go have MRIs and, and not have anything to worry about. And I, I would assume that the anchors are not metal. So if they, Perfect. you know, go uh, check themselves out and, and, you know, have any reevaluation of whatever, you know, part that's been worked on that has had internal bracing, they're never going to have any kind of issues or concerns. Like when they ask you for MRI, like, do you have any metal pieces in your body? You can yep. say, no, we're, we're good to go. You can check it out. If you're doing the brace the way you're supposed to, okay. which is the two plastic anchors, you know, plastic or bone forming anchors, and then the, the suture, you should never have an issue with MRI. I get plenty of MRIs after people have had them done yep. or as a check or at six months to say, hey, listen, how's the ligament healing? Um, it does not interfere with that. And and this the benefits is just... One, it stabilizes whatever the part and also allows you to kind of get back to, you know, let's say performance uh, sooner than later because you have this internal bracing. Yeah, so it's, it works in threefold. It adds more support in certain cases. It allows you to get back sooner because you essentially have an immediate brace in there. So you can start, you know, throwing sooner all the things before the ligament's ready to be thrown on. You can start stressing the ligament before you normally would do that because you have this backup support. But for ACLs and um, for other ligaments that have more stretch, it's a check ring. So you don't the, 
well, we can get into this in a second, but the problem is it seems awesome, but if you don't do it right, you can actually really hurt somebody mm. because it doesn't stretch like a ligament. So if you don't put it in perfectly isometric, like if you're not, if you don't feel comfortable with the anatomy, when you have a ligament, you reconstruct, you can have margin of error, 5% or whatever you want to call it. And if you don't put it exactly in the right spot, it still does, people do still do very well. If you don't put this in the right spot, it's a static thing, so it doesn't stretch. And as a result, if you don't do a lot of these, you can put them in too tight, as you could see. It's like a rope versus a ligament which has a certain stretch to it, yeah. like an elastic band. And it doesn't work like that. So you want to put it in around two or three millimeters of opening, and it stops it. So it will, it will stretch enough that the ligament will get stretched but won't tear that you just fixed. Does that make sense? Yes. And if it's not isometric, because a lot of times we do this over the knee, isometric, sorry, means that if it's not in the exact anatomy of way you were, you were made, then it will be tight in certain positions and loose in certain positions, and that's not good either. So, uh, so if you do these, you want to make sure you understand the anatomy and all that other stuff, because it's just not something where you just put one of these in and you're doing fine. So for our listeners, boys and girls out there, uh, this is a great procedure, but make sure you're going to someone like a Dr. Garcia that knows what they're doing when it comes to this internal bracing, right? Let's, let's just kind of over, oversimplify it right there. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think the best thing for us to teach people about this bracing, well, you know, you guys talked a lot about it, but what's going on? I think we should go into some of the players that have had this done so they can understand where, where it's useful. And I can always jump in and add a few other things and procedures, but this, you'll be shocked when you hear all these people that have had this done and what, what reasoning for it. Well, recently, I believe uh, Brooks Kepka uh, had this mm-hmm. leading up to the uh, Masters. He had, I don't know, I, I believe he was home. He dislocated his kneecap and um, he had surgery, I believe, on March 16th. Um, I'm not exactly sure what they did to the kneecap and maybe you could explain that to us. I can go there. Yeah, yeah go, go ahead. Um, so he actually went down to L.A., uh, good doctor, Dr. Neil Alatrash. You've probably seen his name a lot. He's the one that did um, uh, the first-round draft pick uh, for the um, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, he also just did uh, Burroughs, and he, did, um, he just did Brady surgery. So he's a big deal, this guy. Okay. Uh, so he did – so what Brooks had is an MPFL tear. So he tore one of the ligaments that helps his kneecap dislocate. And the older version of that is we may try to fix it or we may just leave it alone, but he wouldn't be back in the time that he did. So what Dr. Elitrosh did was put an internal brace. So he fixed the ligament and then he added this brace between the, between the two attachment points of the ligament. So he'd get back sooner and he knew, and Dr. Elitrosh knew by doing that, he wouldn't have to take him to rest longer because his, he doesn't have to wait for the ligament to heal because he's got a brace in there already. Yeah. Does that make sense? So again, that's a little bit even more innovative. We don't do that as often. But it's a pretty cool concept and something that, you know, all of us who do a lot of these are like, oh, should this be another indication for these first-time dislocators like him who's a high-level athlete to get a back center? Yeah, and just to piggyback on that, uh, Kepka was out after surgery. One week after surgery, he was already hitting balls and walking nine holes a few times. I mean, that's mind-boggling. I think I think that's probably a little bit much, but I'm glad that he tried it. Um, and again, there's no downside to this surgery because, again, you're not – doing a lot of manipulation of the tissue. So if you were to have, let's say you were to re-injure it and you do something like a reconstruction, it wouldn't be damaging to try this, especially for a pro athlete. It's a different animal if you have your regular, you know, everyday person that has a first-time dislocation. I probably wouldn't offer this to them yeah. because I think you could try to get away without something surgical. But if this is a perfect indication for this situation. And it is something that we're talking about in young kids because they all, you know, they try to get these repairs done and they just don't do as well. 
and should we be doing this with the internal brace is one of the ideas, which since we're talking about the topic on the kneecaps. So this is, there is tons of research on this field and we're not even, we're at seeing the tip of the iceberg at this point for this, for this procedure. I, I'm curious, can the internal bracing help the elderly? You know, as you know, I have my grandmother's, you know, she's going to be 88 years old, right? And she has trouble walking. And, you know, they kind of get to an age where they're saying, you know, you, you have doctors saying, listen, I really don't want to put you under, you know, like you're kind of yeah. getting at an age now that's really concerning to put you under. Um, but, you know, they, they're limping around, things like that. But as, as far as maybe like just stabilizing, and, and since we're talking about the knee, maybe not tearing your ACL, but, you know, you're limping around, you've, you've had a lot of damage over the years. Maybe just stabilizing, using that internal brace to stabilize that joint. Can you see a benefit, or am I way, really off base here? You're not off base, Will, but it's probably not the indication I would use it for. Because remember, these internal braces have to be with good tissue, so that's why it's mm. usually done in athletes. Okay, because the brace alone will fail if you don't have good tissue healing. It's not like the braces does. The brace does all the work for like the first three months, and then the brace is just additive. Because if you don't heal, you will tear it eventually. You know, this suture, like I said, it's unterrible at the beginning. But if you put through 10,000 cycles, it will break. So, but this is a really good concept because people who have like multiple ligaments damaged in their knee, reconstructing every one of those ligaments is really, really rough for the patients. And they act like they're 80 when they're done because they're hurting so much because of all the surgeries. So now what guys are doing are maybe doing one or two reconstructions and then internally bracing two of them. And that was much less surgery for them. Wow. And so that's really the game changer for this. But I mean, we we should go on with the other athletes because I think people should hear about all the ways we can do this because this is such a fun topic. Yeah, I mean, um, I believe Drew Brees had this procedure done. Am I correct mm-hmm. on that? All right, and then yes, and, I, the, and the guy who did it is uh, one of the big guys down in Curl and Joe, but he does most of the athletes. Um, he had a he had a gamekeepers or a UCL tear of his thumb, which is a big deal, and you've heard of a skiers getting that and other people. So what they did is they put the, they fixed it and then put an internal brace on his UCL and he was back a lot faster than normally would be. I mean, he cuts his recovery by, you know, in half. And, and, and that's on his, so we went from the knee. Now we're talking about the thumb just to show the, the diversity that this internal brace going. So yeah, he tore his UCL in 2019 on his throwing hand and, uh, and had this procedure done. And I mean, he's had a lot of injuries between, uh, his torn foot yeah. and, uh, the broken ribs, collapsed lung. You know, he's, uh, he's seen his share of, uh, of, uh, doctors. And I know he's been to, uh, Dr. Andrews, I believe, to, uh, fix that shoulder, uh, uh, many years ago when they thought his career was over, uh, you know, for fans that remember him playing with the Chargers, why the Chargers didn't re-sign him. And actually, that's how he ended up in New Orleans. And then they, uh, you know, drafted Phillip Rivers. Yep. And uh, I think another one you can bring up, which you don't know about, is Joe Burrows had it. So his MCL was internally braced. So he had his ACL done, and then they internally braced his MCL. So I use this a lot. These players are people... You know, like I told you before, very rarely do we have to fix the MCL. But for high-level athletes, there's always a little bit of jog in the MCL, even if you don't fix it. Mm. And so this new concept is get their ACL done quicker, you know, three weeks instead of five weeks or six weeks because they're high-level athletes and they want to get back. And then we brace their MCL, which is a very quick sort of 15, 20-minute additional procedure, and they give them an extra two or three millimeters of stability. And then it allows the MCL to definitely heal the way we like it to. And so he had it done too. Um, 
there's been a number of other things. You know, we've talked about before on the show, but you know, Tommy John yep. surgeries revolutionized by internal bracing. I do more internal bracing now than I do of Tommy John because there are so many people other than the professional level players. I can do an internal brace for most people of their Tommy John ligament or their UCL. And I get it back to throwing in six, seven months versus the old way. I haven't started throwing at three months versus if you get a Tommy John done, you're looking at seven, eight months for your left. Wow. Back on the mound. And it works just as well, which is the scary part for most players. Now, again, professional athletes, most guys, no matter who good, how good they are, are not going to test the professional athlete and do the real reconstruction. We're not there yet. But five years ago, people would say, I would never embrace somebody except for like maybe a young kid because that's a person that's, you know, you don't want to do another Tommy John on them and everything else. And we've expanded the indications. Very rarely are we coming down with indications on this. The foot, ankle, you know, people have chronic ankle dislocations or um, chronic ankle sprains. Yep. That's one of the number one, that's the number one product for this company that does this. This internal brace, ankle sprains. It's revolutionized that people are walking within a week or two rather than like four weeks in a boot. And my partner does all of these and you, the, the patients are incredibly happy. So, you know, we're bracing everything. We brace, I brace my ACL. So some of my ACLs, they get a soft tissue ACL and you want to give them a little extra something. So what I'll do is I'll fix the ACL and then I'll give it like maybe a millimeter looser. I'll put the brace in there. So that if if they try to tear their ACL, it tears the brace instead. Oh, wow. And there's been some new data on this, that this is actually preventative for ACL tears. Because no matter how good we try and we try, you know, you have an ACL, you do a great job. You have a young kid. You're talking about a, uh, until I'm talking about it, you know, five, 7% retear rate, especially for young kids. So if I can drop that 3% with a very simple, no, you know, no added injury or comorbidity to the surgery, that's that's a no brainer. And and let, let's talk about the incisions. I mean, th- these are not big cuts that you're making, right? I mean, these are smaller incisions in in order for you to get this internal bracing into, you know, let, let's stick with the knee, uh, you know, through how you're yeah. doing it. If you do the MCL, like let's say you're okay. doing, let's say you're doing like an MCL. Yeah. That's two small, small incisions, like less than the finger width. When you're doing the, like an ACL or you're doing a Tommy John, it's the same incision. So there's nothing extra. I mean, I have patients asking for this procedure all the time wow. when they read about it. You know, I had a guy did MCL on three weeks ago to ask for it. You know, I, it's, to me, it's a no-brainer in most situations for the right reason. You know, I started doing it for people that have, you've heard of shoulder separations? Yep. Well, people get shoulder separation surgery, and they just do, sometimes people don't do as well. Well, I started doing an internal bracing on their AC joint, and I have a few patients in the last month I've seen back for follow-up, and they're just doing things that people did not expect. I mean, I had one of the hardest cases I've ever seen. I did an internal brace on uh, his AC joint, one that no one wanted to do. You know, rare, like 41 in the whole country. And this guy, I did this internal brace on him after he had like all these failed surgeries. And he's like, he's one year out and like I, he did better than I ever could expect. And that was one of the internal brace. It's just game changer. And what's great if is... If I can safely no, do it, I'll do it. And this is no longer for athletes, right? I mean, it's for, you know, for all of us at this point, or where do you make a decision saying this is not really for this um, for this patient? What What's that cutoff in your mind or, or what kind of goes into that thought process? I mean, to me, it's not really an age thing. I mean, I think the one thing you got to be careful of if you do someone like uh, in the elderly population is the anchors need to hold, right? You need to have good bone quality. Mm. So if there's, if that's the only caveat, cause obviously you want the ligament to be the, you want the suture to be the holding it back. Like the anchor should never be overloaded to the point where they pull out. 
And most people, that won't happen. But someone who's got very bad bone quality could be that situation. But generally, you're not doing like a reconstruction of someone's ACL or a big ligand reconstruction at 75, 80. You just don't do that. You know, that's not really indicated by any type of surgical practice. So for the most part, the people that get the surgeries that need them are generally already qualified to get this. And it adds no extra cost. As a matter of fact, it's much, I do, I do a lot of elbow dislocations and I do it to both. I, I used to do them without it and I definitely had a few that I wish I had done it on. And now I do it for everybody and I've not had a single re-injury. Wow. I mean, I do lateral, lateral collateral ligament uh, reconstructions of the elbow and, and repairs, even repairs or even reconstruction. So you don't have to have a repair to have the internal brace. I add the internal brace with the reconstruction as well. And these things are bomb-proof. I mean, these are game changers. Wow, that's uh, exciting stuff. So, Sorry, we got, off, we got on a lot of topic. I told you this was going to be a fun one today. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I love it. I mean, so it, it, it's working for acute and chronic ligament injuries and instabilities, right? I mean, that's it's yes. it's just the whole package. That, you know, if if you know what you're doing and you're doing it right, and um, you're uh, you're you know putting that procedure together, I mean, the success rate is uh, fairly high. It's high we can get players back faster. We can get regular patients back faster. We can allow them to put more weight on their, their injury before they were, let's say they five weeks, they couldn't put weight on it. Now they're like two or three. Wow. I mean, my patients and my Tommy John patients are out of a splint. My Tommy John or internal brace patients are out of their, they don't even have, I don't even put them in a splint anymore. I just do a brace and they're, I'm allowed, I let them at two weeks go back to full range of motion. Wow. You know, in my lateral ulnar collateral ligament, ones on the other side of the elbow, I used to make them not move and be really hesitant for the first six weeks. And then they get stiff. Now I'm like two weeks, do whatever you want. Start moving. Start going. Now, again, I don't let them lift or do anything crazy, but you know, I've seen, if I were to compare them head to head at three months, they're head over heels better in the internal brace group. And you know, I'm thinking back to the thumb, right? The the thumb, there used to be procedures, right, where they used to put pins, right, for you know pinning. And is the bracing now yep. taking place of the pinning? If that in makes certain sense. situations, it is okay. Yes, and then and there's times when we use this brace to fix broken bones. You know, we can brace these bones in certain situations, not commonly, but you know, this material is so strong; it's stronger than wire. Well, but it's inert, and it doesn't show up in MRI. I mean, this is there. And, and the nice thing is when patients get x-rays of mine, you can't even see it. It's invisible. So that's a nice thing. People are happy. They don't have any, they don't have any mark. They don't have anything where they have to constantly look at something on x-ray. It's a big metal piece or anything like that. It's all plastic or inert material. And then there's no risk of problems. You know, we, I operate a lot of different people with a lot of different issues, allergies, you name it, nothing. You know, I wouldn't hesitate on anybody to put it in if, I need, if it was the right person. Is, and, and, all right, so just to follow up with the right person, so what is a, a scenario where you're going to go with more conventional surgery instead of uh, you know adding the internal bracing? I think anywhere where you want something to loosen up. Let's say you want like a labor repair or you have a rotator cuff. Like you don't want to put someone to make them so – this will make you really stiff. If it, even if you put it in the right way, yep. if you do the wrong body part, you don't want to over-constrain it, right? Um, certain places where you can have it, like an MCL – or an ACL where you don't want it to be super loose. You don't want it to loosen it up enough that, you know, you have damaged the ligament and you want a tight ligament. That's where it works. Like Tommy John, all the ligaments that are help you stabilize labrum cuff, uh, um, for like, you know, any type of intraarticular procedure outside of the ACL, you don't want to put any braces in there because you could cause further constraint and damage the knee. 
But for anything with like a, an acute lim- ligament that sort of like makes your knee looser or your shoulder looser um, or have more popping or movement of the elbow, that's when you want to think about it. It's hard to fully describe, but hopefully people get a gist from this talk that, you know, there's, there are more places. And even if you don't even know, just come in for a consultation if you have an injury and we can tell you what the right indications are for it. Again, it's not for everybody. You know, you, there's lots of surgery I do that do not include this. But if you have to have one and this can be added, that definitely makes a benefit. You want to make sure you go to somebody that knows what they're doing. You know, you were talking about earlier in this conversation about, um, you know, having the right, I guess, whether it's the right torque or tension. um, What what kind of goes into your thought process or what is the science behind um, having that right amount of movement when you put on this internal bracing? Um, Because you know, something that you tighten and then check the ligament again and then retighten or loosen? Like what, what, what's kind of that process? That's a great question. This is behind the scenes, but even the best guys that do them, you can see their first few they do, they have trouble getting the exact tension because it's not simple. It's not like you go in there and just crank it as tight as you can and you're like, that's great. Yeah. That's easy to do. You have to do, you actually want to put it in with two millimeters of loose tension. That is much harder to do. Because you have like, you know, you, it's easy to go to max and you know that, you know, when you're pulling the suture, that's max, right? Yeah. So we actually mark the suture at where that two millimeter tension is and then we put it in mm. and then we'll check it. And I, I routinely, in some cases, I mean, I do a lot of these and I still occasionally am like, oh, I don't like, I don't like the feel that I'm going to take the anchor out and loosen it up maybe one millimeter and then put it back in. So it's a feel and you have to know a lot of these and you got to do a lot of these and feel comfortable with it. And then I put the, you know, the joint through a range of motion and if it's not tight, I'm happy with it. So I'll put it through a range of motion and then I'll check it, you know, some type of check, you know, in the knee, I'll do it through the scope. And if that only opens the amount that I want it to, I've done the right thing. Cause remember there's two planes, right? There's the plane of motion and there's the plane of back and forth Yes. in the knee or the elbow, or whatever. If it has good plane in one plane it's tight in the other plane, that's the perfect one. But that's hard to get if you don't know what you're doing. So, so that's really interesting. So, so I, I could just, I could just imagine everything that's kind of happening on, right? So you, you've got your tools, you've got a Sharpie to make a mark on your internal bracing. I do. You know, I have a Sharpie. You, you, you've, you've got a ruler here to see the, the millimeters and, and what the range of motion is. And then on the, on the operating table, once you think you've got a lockdown, you, you've got this range of motion that's happening. And then you're kind of saying this is a little too tight, a little too loose. And then making those adjustments is, it's absolutely incredible. And that's why it's so important important to have uh, the right doctor uh, doing this procedure because even though it's so uh, so beneficial and successful, it needs to be done the right way. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. All right. I, I could just say it's, it's absolutely amazing. The, the science and, um, and just the technology that's kind of going into all of this. And, um, you know, you, you, you watch all of this and you read up and you listen and it's just uh, it's absolutely amazing you know, where uh, technology is going. Is there anything out there that you can see that's, that's kind of on the cusp of, um, you know, coming to a, you know, operating table near you that you're saying that, that you might be excited about or, you, you know, some research needs to be kind of a little bit more research needs to be done along these lines? I mean, we could go off on this for days, but I'll tell people that the next, the next thing is biologics integration so integrating biologics into these repairs mm-hmm. to make them even better. And the next big thing, again, I'm a cartilage guy and a meniscus guy. So are these European studies showing these newer procedures that are even more effective and newer meniscus things where we could like grow your meniscus out of a scaffold and then it's brand new meniscus in your body. And that's not there yet, but those are coming down the line. 
and uh we should do we should do another show next week that's a good good idea well next week or next time we'll do another show on the innovation coming down the line i like that we have we this we could this would take a whole nother show yeah, I, I was trying to look at things. I'm I'm seeing graph link, and I'm I'm trying to see all these different things. It, it, Your brain's gonna hurt in a second if you keep doing this. It's it, it's a, mine hurts, and I already, and I know what I'm looking at. Yeah, so. yeah. It's funny. My wife is looking at me, and I, I'm I've got all this stuff up, and I'm looking at these different things. And she's like, she's like, what are you? Doing? I was like, just just leave me alone. I'm I'm focusing here. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm learning. Trying, I'm learning, and I'm seeing. I'm I'm seeing. We've got this. We've got this scope. We got this drill, and and then we've got knots. Apparently, you have to learn uh, different knots. Also, if anybody gets any video, uh, I'm I'm seeing. Uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, doctors. Uh, you know, doing all these different types of knots and everything else. You know holding everything together i was like what else um th- there must be a huge shop for you guys before you even go in you know so it's it's uh no it's, it's a lot of training but it's so much it's so fun to be able to help people and to do these innovative things and get to back faster you know our jobs as sports surgeons are to identify people that don't need surgery yeah and then find people that do need surgery and then the ones that really want to be make a difference are identify the patients that i can make better with something newer something faster something more efficient, less surgery, less time, you know, and make them happier. And we're, we're continuing to try to do that here. And uh, I think it will be like that. And the nice thing is we're on an era, especially in sports medicine, especially with the companies that we work with, Mm. uh, that this is, there is an unlimited, unlimited potential. This is going to be just like tech, you know, like, you know, the computers, how they get faster exponentially. Yeah. That's what we're on. That's what we're doing right now with sports medicine. You know, one of the things that I think about with this bracing that, um, you know, I've had a couple of procedures done to myself and, and things that I've worried about is atrophy, you know, and if you're saying, you know, we could get, you know, back on our feet, you know, no matter what your procedure is, but, you know, back on your feet uh, sooner than later, then that's something that um, one less thing to kind of take off the board, right? If you're getting back out there and using the muscle and using the knee or the, you know, whatever the foot, the elbow, uh, the shoulder, whatever you're uh, applying this internal bracing, this is something else that you can kind of check off and say, hey, I don't have to worry about that because I'm using that muscle sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah, and it's again faster rehab, happier patients as long as it's done in the right situation. You know, you gotta. There's lots of surgeries I do that are still not fast recoveries, but you want to make sure you have someone that can tell that. You know, yeah. not everything's the same, and it's a custom approach. Someone shows up in my office with an injury, you know, it's custom. Everybody's different. Everybody has different aspirations. You know, I get. I'm the fortunate to see a lot of good athletes, and I see people who are non-athletes, and. You know, just wanting to get back to like, I want to get back to walking down the street or going for a run is much different. And that person needs a different setup sometimes. And someone's like, I need to get back to professional athletics and I have a contract and I need to do this now. So, and you got to be able to do all those things. If you want to do a good job, you have to be able to do everything. Is there a conversation that you can, uh, you know, remember or look back upon uh, when you're talking whether, you know, maybe just a regular patient uh, about this procedure and them saying, what, what are we doing here? What, what's, what, what, what do you, what is your suggestion? Is there anything there that stands out for you? Yeah. The nice thing I have is I've, unfortunately, as you can tell, I've talked a lot about this because I like this topic. So patients tend to see that excitement. Yeah. And they're not as stressed about the procedure. Oh, that's good. Because I'm not like telling them, you know, I'm, I'm not telling them, okay, hear me out. I have a crazy thing I'm going to do, right? <laughs> you know, it doesn't usually start off like that. It starts off with like, I have this opportunity to have no added damage to your tissues to make you get back faster and to do better job with this. And this is what I'm going to add. 
I rarely get any kickback from that. And again, I've got lots of videos on my website and there's videos all out there for these procedures. And, you know, patients in Seattle are very, very smart and techy uh, or even Washington state for, uh, for that matter. And so they, they do the research and they, and they learn it too. You know, you, you're a lay person, you did a lot of research and you already saw the benefits um, in preparation for the show. So it's, it's out there. It's just that people don't know about it. They don't to look for it. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, it's 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 a great topic. Uh, I can't wait to see how you know um, procedures like this and others continue to expand and and make our lives uh, better. Right? You know the fact that we can go out there, get hurt, and kind of you know get back to normality sooner than later um, gives us a little bit of comfort. Now, listen, boys and girls, I'm not telling you to go out there and do something dumb and jump off a roof because you know uh, Dr. Garcia is going to go over there and fix your knee up. But the fact that you know as we get older, we get concerned with, well, you know, I'm not sure if I want to do this or that because I might hurt myself, and it's not a great way to live. I think we should have some caution, but I think at the same time we should still continue to live our lives and do new things. And sometimes as we get older, we tend to do less new things, right? And we want to continue mm-hmm. to experience uh, life events and to go out there and knowing that, um, you know, procedures like this and others will help us get back on our feet as we try to enjoy life to the fullest. Couldn't agree more. Is there anything that I missed that I did not bring up, Dr. Garcia? My God, no. You never miss anything. No, you, you did a great job. Thank Always you, on top of it. This is a great topic. I, I love it. I can't wait to uh, to get this out there and get this information. I've got some friends and uh, families that, uh, that have had some issues, and uh, I definitely will steer them toward this conversation and uh, try to give them some information, a little bit of information that I know. If not, I have Dr. Garcia's number, and I will pass it along to them <laughs> and ask the experts because I just play one on TV. So that's all that is. Dr. Garcia, awesome. it is great to talk to you. It's been a while. Um, it's great to get uh, our show back uh, going, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, great time, and look forward to our next topic, which may be innovations coming down the line. All right, and we got to find a way. We've done a bunch of shows. We have still have not uh, met up. Uh, we, I am fully vaccinated. I am ready to go, and hopefully this summer maybe we can meet up and uh, have a uh, conversation. It'll be uh, great to see you. Uh, hopefully we get that in the works also. I would love that. This is Dr. Grant Garcia, orthopedic surgeon and sports medicine specialist. You don't you know that already just by listening to him. Check him out at GrantGarciaMD.com, also at orthopedic specialist of Seattle.com. Dr. Garcia, thank you for your time today. What a great, great topic. Thanks for having me. All right, you take care. Take care. That is Dr. Grant Garcia. The man knows what he's doing, man. Uh, I mean, just plain and simple. Uh, if you have any questions, please reach out to him at grantgarcmd.com or the orthopedic specialist of Seattle.com. Uh, Check him out. Check him out on LinkedIn. Check out his webpage. Uh, we have a bunch of other shows that we've done. Check out our other shows. We've had uh, various uh, different topics that we've kind of got into in depth. So if you're out there, if you're in need of an orthopedic doctor, if you're just looking for information, uh, Dr. Garcia has said it himself. You know, talk to me. Talk to other people. Get all the information before you go out there and have a procedure. Feel comfortable about what you're doing. He's definitely someone that you want to check out. He has uh, 
just a plethora of knowledge. He's worked uh, in New York. He's worked with uh, professional teams. He has done it all. So check him out. And we really appreciate everyone listening to our show.